Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Well, if you were listening on Friday, you know that Doug mentioned he would not be in today or tomorrow. So today we have the man, the myth, the le- legend, uh, Brad Sykes in. Uh, how you doing today, Brad? I'm good, brother. Good to be yeah. back in studio with you. How long has it been? It's been a couple uh, months I'm about at to least. Say it feels like it's been uh, a while. But more importantly, not that I wasn't glad to see you, I'm glad to see Steve. Yeah. I mean, it's been, well been eight or nine months since i've seen him wow so that's yeah. kind of crazy steve good to see you buddy hey <laughs> glad to be here with you guys this week uh it's it's uh <clears throat> easter week mm-hmm. it, it kind of snuck up on us didn't yeah. it you know a little bit mm-hmm. just uh, completely i don't know it seems like lately there's just been so much going on i mean just in me in my life personally oh uh, yeah just work yeah, and yeah. kids and grandkids and it just one thing after another, yeah. and I, all of a sudden, oh, it's Easter week. Yeah. And I told Doug, I, yeah, glad to fill in. And uh, while well, I was marching over here, I was rushing to get in here. And uh, I always, I, when I used to do this on a daily basis, and I'm sure you're the same way, it's like, okay, I need to get a quick download of what you know what's going on in the world today. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, knowing you're in the seat that I used to sit in, it's nice <laughs> to be able to come in here and know, hey, you already got that stuff taken care of. So what is going on in the world today? Well, you know, there's a few things. I think probably the <laughs> biggest one for most people um, is the the George Floyd officer. Uh, his trial start started today. Okay. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be watching that uh, to see how that plays out. Um, I think they upped his charge again. It was first degree murder. They dropped it down. Now it's up to second degree murder. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that charge is able to be proven um, you know, so if it's not, you know, there's where where are they trying the case? That is a good question. I believe it's in Minnesota, but I'm not sure where. Right. Um, I didn't even think about looking about that, but you know, it's hard to imagine that he's. I mean, he's obviously going to get convicted of something. It's right. just will the big charge um stick or not? You know, and will whatever he's charged with be enough? Yeah. You, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will that be enough to satisfy? It won't be. Yeah, and you I, know, I, I hate I hate yeah. to just kind of come out and say it, but whatever it is, it's not going to be big enough. Yeah, and I, I heard something about people on the you know when they were trying to pick a jury, people were saying, "Hey, if I don't vote right on this, they're coming and they're going to burn my house down." Exactly. So it's like, yeah. you know, for for Chauvin, I would imagine that he would you know be convicted on everything because I'm sure you know all the jury's like, oh, I don't want the mob at my house. You know yeah, what I mean? you know it's it's interesting. I mean, and I, obviously this is, I I, I want to say it's a unique case, but it's not. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before. Mm-hmm. It's just that our awareness of the case, our the you know, and and really the the spinoff of what happened to George Floyd. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only was COVID 
we were already uh, a month into COVID. Two, more, you know, a couple we, months let's into see, COVID. What, what, when was George Floyd? It was May, June, right? Was it June. The, I think the, it was in the, the end of the May. End of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So it was a couple of months, yeah. and and of course, uh, you know, COVID officially for us hit in March. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was the Thursday of the TPC. So yeah. that was two weeks ago. But uh, you know, who could you have ever imagined? Okay, so we're not even a year into the George Floyd thing. Yeah. In your wildest dreams, in your wildest imagination, could you have ever seen what's come of 2020 and and even 2021 at this point? Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I don't think for most people, you know, ever be on the radar. And, you know, as quickly as it happened mm-hmm. to, um, you know, this was all kind of just COVID at, in general. That was like a blind, blind side. And then right. the widespread rioting and looting not just in um you know uh mini or minnesota uh, not just there but yeah throughout the nation i mean i think it was like 60 70 cities uh had riots and protests uh protests or riot you know one or the other Mm -hmm. Uh, um but i think most of them i think it was like 60 something cities actually had uh riots and then obviously there's more protests uh than than just that um you know people who stayed peaceful but then the, the mass violence, I think it shook a lot of people, um, you know, especially like people like my mom, you know, just, I don't care about any of that. I don't, right. but like, oh man, <clears throat> this is, I think a lot of people woke up to kind of the reality of where we're at as a nation, you know. Well, you guys, since you're on the radio every day, I mean, I, I remember, you know, when I'd come in here every day, I mean, there might be one event mm. in a given week that mm-hmm. Doug and I could talk about for two or three days. It literally every single day <clears throat> you open the news and mm-hmm. and uh, and see there's something that has is just so far reaching yeah and no different today than us reading about this vaccine passport yeah I mean it's just all of this you know what I mean is could I have ever imagined in the last nine months to uh-huh. nine to twelve months that we would see what's happened it used to be where it's kind of like a big ship mm-hmm. you know you, you don't have to you can make little adjustments with a ship and it'll turn that ship right but you can't make a u-turn really mm-hmm. quickly as you were talking about the suez canal yeah, yeah. You know, i mean it's not easy to turn a ship the u.s is like a massive ship that you have to make little subtle adjustments to get to where you are yeah people talk to me all the time about brad how did we end up here well it was a slow steady process mm-hmm. You know, the enemy works that way. Yeah. It's planting seeds of doubt in in the minds of people mm-hmm. to make him qu- make us question what's going on. And you can look at the left or however you want to, whatever name you give that mm-hmm. and go, how did we get to where we are today? Listen, I'll give them credit. They were patient. Oh, yeah. They were patient at making uh, decisions that they knew they may not get away with today but they could get away with 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I think it's a, a, a tactic in some ways that we have to take on mm. in the sense that, hey, I want to see change. You want to see change. Doug, we all, those of us listening, would like to see changes in our country. And and it's like we're not satisfied unless we can have them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The reality is the left didn't think that way. No. Oh, they wanted it tomorrow, but they knew it would take time. Yeah, there was a segment of the left that was, you know, the revolutionary types. And then um, some of those revolutionary types got converted over to, oh, okay, the long march through the institutions, as it's been uh, dubbed. 
Um, I think that was wrote by a, rev- or a, a communist or a socialist in Italy uh, who was the first one to use that term. But, yeah, that, I think now we're looking as like, oh, man, that's been completed. And, and if you really look at, you know, the term progressive is back in vogue, but that was an old term. Yep. So you, you got to look at, I would say, at least since 1900, uh, probably a little bit before that, um, where p- thinkers pro- have started to at first uh, kind of go against, oh, the American way is mm-hmm. poo-pooed or whatever. It's, it's not valid for today. But then also going against uh, the Christian foundings of the uh, of the nation the, and the Christian morals that underpin it go after the church because that's a way to absolutely you know uh, get at the nation as well. So well, um, you you probably I think you you listened to that podcast that I mentioned the other day, <clears throat> uh, theology versus theory. Yeah, the just talking thinking about podcast CRT, guys. Yeah, um, and those guys were talking about how even in the church we see progressivism mm-hmm. just on you know high alert. Yeah, the reality is the gospel's not progressive. Mm-hmm. The gospel is the greatest news of all time. You cannot improve on it. Yeah, you know, and and we're so. And I liked how they said, you know, so much of evangelicalism has adopted this idea that everything we see is a gospel issue, mm-hmm. as if the gospel is an adjective, yeah, as opposed to a noun. Yep, you know, and it just it it. You know, there's times to be honest. Maybe you feel the same way, and I know you were even mentioning that MacArthur mm-hmm. um, uh, sermon or message. Is it's you know, it's easy to throw our hands up and just go, oh, you know, this is this isn't this isn't going to get any better. Yeah. I mean, as I study scripture, I know we're going downhill. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is that what you're going to tell your kids? Yeah, right. Or your grandkids? Yeah. Uh, listen, we can make a difference. Yeah, we can make a difference. There may only be a few of us, but mm-hmm. we can make a difference. And I think, you know, it's one of the things I'm hoping you and I will kind of get into today. And obviously with it being Easter week, you know, Doug and I, talking about the kind of the theme of the week is he is the way, mm-hmm. the truth and the life. You know, it, it was true back then. It's true today. Yeah. And yet we are desperately, even in the church, grasping for things that will make life better, mm-hmm. you know, and as I understand it, the gospel, it taking an impact on your life, the good news of Jesus Christ is the way. Yeah. It's the truth. It is, it is the life we're all wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I think everybody is looking for the new, new thing and, and the church is the same way. And, and the, the reality is it's the gospel. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. That's an old, you know, old thing to say now but that is the truth that's the most powerful thing and uh you know i think of paul when he said you know i i preach christ and him crucified you yeah. know like that's yeah. the base things is what we need to be concerned with and not worried about if it's new or shiny or whatever because the truth is timeless absolutely you know? so absolutely you know i don't know I, I i agree with you and i know we're up against the break here but when we come back i want to talk a little bit about what you're saying about you know we have to take a view of the the long view and just some thoughts that I've had about that. So you'll have to stick with us because we will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWAT That's D-O-U-G at SWAT 
Well, you are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain That is Chain Breaker by Zach Williams Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, um, Doug McCary is out today. He'll be out tomorrow as well. And Brad Sykes is in form. So um, we are going to be looking at Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life for this Easter. But just before the break, um, we were talking a little bit about uh, the way of the culture, where we've been, and how to get back on track. And, uh, you know, Brad, you mentioned that we need to take a long view and that a lot of times we're we want it now. You know, we want to get things back right now. And that's something that uh, for me uh, is something that I've been real interested in, been studying for quite some time, uh, just like looking through history and stuff, because, you know, that's what I like. And, you know, if you look at kind of how we've got to where we're at, I would say a big shift in our thinking was the way that the school system for the children mm-hmm. in America has uh, has played out. And that that kind of started um around the turn of the century, uh, you know, with John Dewey um, changing the way that people uh, approach learning. He wasn't the first, but uh, the the ideas and uh, practices he put into place uh, were the foundation that were built upon later to now we have, uh, you know, people so thoroughly indoctrinated that they don't know the truth as far as history is concerned and as far as other things and pretty dumbed down uh, as far as what a kid could do in eighth grade a hundred years ago, 120 years ago compared to what they can do now. Uh, and it's t- such to the point that the school, you know, our work's complete. You know, we've thoroughly uh, indoctrinated the youth. We don't even need to have the schools open anymore. And I think that is the place that, uh, you know, we need to concentrate on as far as uh, turning back the tide, changing the culture, making a shift is really taking the next generation and and imbibe embodying them, imbibing them. What's Im, I don't know the word, uh, but instilling the values of the gospel uh, in their lives 
Um, and, and so that that's kind of, you know, been my thoughts as of late as to how to really make a change. And, you know, so anyway. Well, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, uh, Taylor, I was uh, at the SWAT uh, thing we had Tuesday night. Were you there? No, it was my anniversary. <clears throat> Good for you. Yeah, Happy anniversary. Two. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, one of the things uh, that I shared is when you look at our nation, when you look at, well, in fact, really, if you look at the world, but let's let's zero down and look at our country. I think one of the, the things that I would say, you know, how do we end up here? How did we get here? And certainly you cannot look at the situation and not um, – at least get a grasp or an understanding that there's two parts of this thing. There, mm-hmm. There's the there's someone who's on offense and there's someone who's on defense. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've got a strong offense and you got a weak defense, it's going to be heavily lopsided. Mm-hmm. As a football guy, you, yep. you know what I'm talking about. Did you ever play a team where you were a strong offense and they didn't didn't have a very good defense? <laughs> yeah, you just ran over yep. right. Score, you know, run the score up. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a score that's been run up, mm-hmm. and here's why. That's just my own personal belief is that there's a strong offense and there's a really weak defense. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, be ready to give an account. Mm-hmm. Get, be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within you. We have for, for probably, <clears throat> I would say, 50, 60 years, and maybe not quite that long, but at least for the last 30 years, there's been a big movement in the church of having uh, pastors or Preachers who are just so dynamic—they're—they're uh, mm-hmm. they're well studied. They come from the best seminaries, and they're incredibly articulate. Mm-hmm. They're passionate. You love listening to them. You and I have talked about it. I mean, yeah. Hey, I've got my lineup of preachers mm-hmm. I love to listen to. Right. And it's very easy in that kind of a—I uh, don't—it's not entertainment, but to a, to a point, we become so information driven that we don't talk about transformation Mm -hmm. the idea that we're to be informed by god's word so that we can go out and share god's word and as you look at this country i i can put my finger personally i believe i can put my finger on the number one problem that we're dealing with is that the church has not been on offense Mm -hmm. the church has been on defense We're, we're kind of dodging and shaking and trying to figure out how we can fit into the world as opposed to going the gospel is the power unto salvation Mm -hmm. you either believe that or you don't if you believe it then you preach it you proclaim it you live it you share it and and we don't do that um we're perfectly fine having our neighbor come to church with us because we've got a great preacher and he does a great job of articulating the gospel what what would happen if we in the church became the ones who learned how to share the gospel and and how to live the gospel mm-hmm. and how to make disciples. So in light of the fact that Tuesday night there was a strong emphasis that Doug wanted to talk about, which was discipleship, the reasons I think we're in the situation we're in is because we're not making disciples. Uh, our view of making disciples is bring our friends to church, mm-hmm. not, not, hey, let's go get coffee and talk about life yeah. together, you and I obviously talk about that doug and i do a lot of that right and uh, we need more men in the church we don't need more seminary grads we don't need more staff Mm -hmm. we need men who love christ who love his word who know how to uh, talk about salvation and sanctification 
and glorification and justification and all those things. Mm-hmm. We, but what typically happens is if we're inundated with great preachers and great pastors, uh, it's very easy to sit on our hands and go, well, I'm not like them. Yeah, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and I also think that, um, you know, Bodie Bauckham talked about this one at one point, that when a kid is young and he's real interested in the gospel, they like, oh, you got to go be a pastor. And that should be the standard for us as Christians just to know and be interested in the faith. And, you know, I, I, I kicked around the idea in my head as to why the church is so on its heels. And I kind of wonder if part of that is that, you know, I, I don't know. I know for me, I grew up in a Christian home, you know, went to Christian schools and it just kind of was taken as a given that everyone knows the truth. You know, everyone goes to church and, you know, that is clearly not how it is now and probably not, you know, since, you know, since I've been alive, it really hasn't been that way, but that there's probably this mindset of, oh, well, people know, you know, mm-hmm. and not realizing, you know, how pagan the culture has gotten. You know what I mean? Well, and so much of what we even talked about Tuesday night was the idea that if I got on an elevator with you in this building in 10 or 15 seconds, can you share your testimony with mm. me? Now, obviously, that's a very short version of your testimony. Yeah. But it's really meant to. Uh, engage with people on spiritual things. Yeah. You know, we're, we don't have any problem engaging with somebody about the latest restaurant we ate at, the newest movie we went to or saw on Netflix or, you know, whatever it is, or our, our son's soccer ball or game. Or, mm-hmm. you know, think about all the things that we have absolutely no problem engaging with. The two things we don't engage with, politics and religion. Yeah. Well, we better learn how to do that mm-hmm. because – you know, as a football player yourself and your your dad, did, did you ever watch film on Monday? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that kind of the common thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least as an NFL guy and college, you do too. You, yeah. you play yeah. on you play on Sunday, mm-hmm. or, or in your case, Saturday. you played on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You were probably watching film on Sunday, mm-hmm. if not, you know, Monday for sure. Depending on which school I went. To. When I was at a Christian <clears throat> school, we had Sunday off. But okay, at true. The, at true. the state school, yeah, Sunday you're in there. Now, how important is that? And, and I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. When you're watching film, obviously you're watching film of your own, mm-hmm. uh, your own skills. Mm-hmm. But what else are you looking for? Weakness. What else are those films about? Yeah, you're, how you messed up and how you can do better next time. Well, and... you're you're not only looking at how you performed on Saturday, mm-hmm. but you're looking ahead to the next week. Yep. And what's the next week? Well, you got a new opponent, mm-hmm. and you're looking at your weaknesses. You're probably looking at your strengths. But you're looking at your weaknesses, you're looking at your team's weaknesses, you're looking at the threats, but then you're looking at the next team you're going to play. Mm-hmm. And what are you looking at there? Where are the weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Where are the strengths? So that when you when it comes to game time, all your practice that week is geared toward that team, right? Yep. It's not geared toward two weeks from now. Yep. It's geared toward that team you're mm-hmm. going to play. Yeah. And so on Saturday, when that coin gets tossed and that game starts, you're prepared. Yeah. Here's the thing, Taylor. In the church, we are not prepared. We don't even know who the enemy is. And we're playing last week's game. You know, we're preparing for oh, last week's exactly. game. Yeah. <laughs> last month's game, even. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Or, or 10 years ago, yeah. that game. Yeah. And I mean, I don't believe the church has to conform to the world. That's not the way it works. Mm. Yeah. We certainly better know how the enemy works, mm-hmm. what, what the strengths are. Listen, we know we win the game mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah. But we're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, hey, 
sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Yeah. If we're about sanctification, then we ought to be about the truth, which means we ought to be about the word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm afraid that many in the church uh, couldn't tell you a whole lot about, number one, they couldn't tell you a whole lot about church history. They can't tell mm-hmm. you a whole lot about the Bible. They, they may know some general ideas about stories in the Bible, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. And you know that what you brought that up about church history uh, that I didn't realize until, you know, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, how important that was for me. Me and my younger sister, we we went to um, Christian school, pretty much everything mm-hmm. but high school. And when we moved down here, my other siblings, they pretty much went to public school their whole life. And I, I took church history classes in like sixth and seventh and eighth grade. And, you know, in those classes, I never realized how much of an impact that had on realizing where we're at now, kind of what's been in the past, what the church has had to deal with and how that actually still applies today. Yeah. And then I look at my younger siblings and they're just like, what? You know, they have no it, no clue that some of what we see has been seen before and, yeah. you know, just a new variant of it. And so I have no clue how to face it, how to confront it. Well, and, and kind of back to the football analogy, that's the last I'll use of it, <laughs> but it, it would apply to a lot of different things is that, you know, we talked about the fact, how did we end up here? Well, it's been a slow and steady process. Mm-hmm. If we're going to turn this around, understand it's a slow, steady process. God can do anything. Yeah, I mean, he can God do can anything. turn it away to, yeah. to, today. But we need to take a slow and steady progress, process. Sanctification is not immediate. Mm-hmm. It's a process. And we've got to be diligent and disciplined to be in the Word so that we're informed how we're informed will dictate how we're transformed. Yeah. And, and you know, you don't get on the field and go, hey, it's uh, it's the first quarter, it's first down, let's let's go for the end zone. Mm. It's just first down, first right. down, first down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that obviously depends on who you're playing as well. Well, that probably does. Sometimes you take a shot deep just because <laughs> you know you can, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I agree with you, though. Um, hey, we're up against the news break, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Uh, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as those listening in Meridian, Mississippi on WMER, and all of you listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. And we'd also like to give a shout out to our listeners listening across the country uh, online. And I don't ever say that. I need to start bringing that into my shout outs because we appreciate you guys as well. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio, that is Casting Crowns with Nobody. If you are just joining us, Doug McCary is out today, and Brad Sykes is back in the building. We're glad to have him with us. I know a lot of you probably miss hearing him every day uh, on the radio, but you'll have to That's put up highly with me doubtful. a little bit longer, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but we've been talking about a number of things. Uh, the theme this week really is um, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus being supreme, uh, you know, in light of this being Easter week, um, we've talked about how that relates uh, to us 
in this context now with what's been going on in the world. If you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, then please visit us at www.swatradio.com. Uh, go to the past programs link. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. In the past programs link, you can listen to our full catalog of uh, programs, and you can also, in about an hour or two, uh, listen to this program or what you missed of this program. And you can also listen by searching wherever you listen to podcasts by searching SWAT radio and you can download our SWAT app in the app store. Well, I, I, Taylor, it's always good to come in here and hang out with you. And I appreciate those of you who've already texted me today since I've been on the air. It's good. To, <laughs> it's nice to know uh, that you're listening. Number one, not that you're listening to me, but that you're engaged. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, Taylor, when I think about what we were just talking about, this, this slow process and how do we, <clears throat> You know, how do we counter this? Mm-hmm. Going back to what I said earlier is as a football player, you're looking at film the day after or two days after you've played to prepare for the next week. Mm-hmm. Are we prepared in the church? And and listen, I'm going to be candid here. You, you're, you're not going to be prepared by listening to SWAT radio. Now, I, <laughs> careful, Doug. <clears throat> what I mean is... If your only source of spiritual nourishment mm-hmm. is what you're getting on SWAT radio or a SWAT Bible study or even at church on Sunday, can mm-hmm. I just say you're spiritually malnourished? Mm-hmm. We need, I mean, how important is it as an athlete yeah. to nourish yourself properly yeah. so that you're ready for the battle ahead? And I, I don't want to be negative, but as I said, even on the break, we can swing. We, we're like a pendulum. We're, mm-hmm. we're optimistic one day. We're negative the next mm-hmm. day. We're optimistic, and we're swinging back and forth. And the reality is we have to understand the enemy. We have to understand his strategy, how it's going to work. What is he? He's, he's doing what? He's seeking who he might devour. Mm-hmm. What is he trying to do? You know, he's... He's trying. I mean, what was he trying to do in Genesis? You can go back to Genesis and look at it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to kill the seed. Yep. That's his goal. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He didn't do it. Yeah. You know, whether it was killing all the babies or, or whatever, you just go back in church history yep. or go back, just go all the way back. That's the, that's the enemy's strategy is to kill the seed, mm-hmm. is to kill the truth because the gospel is the truth. Yep. And if he can quiet and silence the gospel, the seed, then that's that's what happens. And yeah. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you might think, wow, we have more preachers and more seminaries and more this and more that. Yep, but the yeah. church is not. Yeah. Um, the church is well-informed. They're just not well-transformed. Well, you know, you were talking about athletes, right, and, and the importance of nourishment. But at the same time, there's the importance of strenuous work and exercise to keep yep. your body ready. And mm-hmm. if you just have the nourishment without the exercise, well, you're going to get fat most Man. likely, you know what I mean? And, and as a church uh, and as a culture, that's kind of what we've done is we've got a bunch of head knowledge, not a lot of action. And, and I think part of that reason talking about, you know, being optimistic and being negative is we're not focused enough on, well, uh, from a gospel context, we're not fo- focused enough on, you know, we're sinners and what happens to the unsaved, right? And that, that's not a focus of how we talk to people who are, uh, are, who are not saved. Um, so, you know, I, I would say that's a problem. But also we're focused, you know, we're just like, well, you know, it, it's going to be okay in the end. And, 
and it's going and it is going to be okay in the end. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It is, but that does not mean that God does not want us to do things in the here and now. You know what I mean? And, and would it would it just uh, man? I, I, t- I said we'd stop this football analogy, <laughs> but imagine you you already know your team's going to win. Mm. Aren't you more apt to want to get in the game? Oh, yeah. If you're like, yeah. I mean, if you know you're playing a team, you guys are going to just destroy. Man, you're like, get me off this bench. I want to get in that game. Yeah. And yet the church is silent. Mm-hmm. The church is on the bench. Yeah. Listen, we've we've already been promised the victory. The victory's won. It was won on on the cross. Mm-hmm. Get off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> and and man, it, I, I get super passionate about that. And even still in my own life, I'm very aware of things where I'm not prepared yet. I'm mm. not fully equipped, mm-hmm. not just theologically, but going back to church history. Mm-hmm. Do you understand church history? How about do you understand American history? Mm-hmm. And we've been kind of talking about it even on the break. And I just want to make a quick plug. Uh, I know we've had uh, Tim Barton on. And David Barton. And David Barton, yeah. both uh, who are the, David Barton's the founder of Wall Builders. Tim Barton is his son, and then uh, Rick Green is a fellow Texas legislature. They host a podcast called, um, well, it's called Wall Builders Live, Wall Builders Live. But there's also something I want to encourage our listeners to go check it out. So you can go to wallbuilders.com. Of course, that's taken from Nehemiah. And uh, anyway, they've got this uh, eight-week class that you can sign up for. It's free. It's free free f-r-e-e <laughs> doesn't cost anything i've already signed up for it and i've also signed up to be a coach and it's uh, it's called biblical citizenship biblical citizenship so that's all i'm going to say about it go check it out wallbuilders.com sign up for biblical citizenship um i i, I went through the first week and i was so i was just so excited to to see what they had to say mm. That I was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to invite some people over. So uh, we, we've got uh, two couples that are going to be coming over to our house for nice. eight weeks, and we're going to yeah. just watch it. You, you, you don't have to be prepared unless, you, you know, if you know how to, you know, set up YouTube <laughs> on your TV. It's all you need. So yeah. um, anyway, I, just, that, I wanted to just say that because I think there's some, some things that will help us to be good citizens, mm-hmm. good biblical citizens. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. I do, however, since it's Easter week and kind of our our theme this week is taken from John 14, and I want to I want to just quickly read this because I think this passage. I was out at the beach yesterday with my uh, with my grandsons, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to, they my my daughter brought out some cookies and they were little peanut butter cookies. I love I love homemade Peter. I don't know what your favorite cookie is. If you could have one cookie homemade, what would it be? What chocolate chip? Okay, yeah. so mine's kind of that way too. But I do like peanut butter. Anyway, I got to asking my grandsons, "What, what's your favorite cookie?" Well, you know what they all said—the ones that could speak, hmm. whatever one they were eating right there. <laughs> and I'm that way about the Word of God. Whatever, yeah. whatever scripture I'm in. Like today, I was in Second Timothy. No, I'm sorry, I, I left my notes. Where was my? Where are my notes? Um, uh, this morning. My my study was in First Timothy four fifteen, <clears throat> and you know what my favorite verse is? Mm. It's in that text mm. as I was reading it today, and so much so that it wasn't just reading it. And this is one of the things that 
Doug and I spoke about a lot and we continue to speak about a lot is it doesn't matter how many times you've been through the Bible. What matters is how many times the Bible has been through you. Mm. You can read the Bible in a year, and I highly encourage that. I tell people all the time, get a discipline of getting in the Word. But do more than just checking a box. Hey, I did that today, and you feel accomplished. Let the Word of God speak to you. Uh, Don't let it speak to you so that you can speak to your mate (laughs) or to your kids. That not saying you can't do that, but let it first speak to you. And as I was going through this uh, uh, lesson today, that's what I saw. Then I, I saw that our theme this week was the way, the truth, and the life. So what did I do? I go to John 14. And let me just read this this very first section to, to, our, to people because I think you're probably very familiar with this. But tell me if this doesn't speak to our culture today. It speaks to the church. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. And then Thomas says to him, we know remember thomas Mm -hmm. lord we do not know know where you are going how can we know the way and jesus said to him thomas i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me if you had known me you would have known my father also from now on you do know you do know him and have seen him. Mm. I'll just stop there because it's like I could keep reading and there's more to yeah. it than that. But when you when you think about you know he, he he begins by saying, "Let not your heart be troubled." How many of us are troubled right now? Mm. You know, I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's why I'm so glad to read that verse. What's your favorite cookie? What's your favorite verse? It's probably the one you're in right now. Right. And, you know, you look at that and you go, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. You know, he's gone to prepare a place for you. That should put us at ease. We should be looking forward to that day. Mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. Yeah. We've got the address. We're going there, but we're not there yet. So there's work to be done here. And what is the way? And what is the truth? And what is the life? And you think about, you know, we've talked about it a little bit in this broadcast, just the idea of the church always seeming to make adjustments mm-hmm. to accommodate certain people. Well, we need this kind of music and this kind of lighting and this mm-hmm. kind of parking and this kind of seating and this kind of rugs and this kind of, you know, we need an escalator. We need an elevator. We need, you know, it's all these things that are meant and designed to please man. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. And, you know, reading with you reading that and it first, it hit me that, man, that was an exclusionary statement. And he and for those who think that he never said he was God, I mean, he did it right there. Amen. And also, like when you read Jesus's words, man, he was a man, you know, and I don't think we really appreciate that. Like he was it's it, it just it, it, it is immense words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're up against the break. 
We will be back with more in a minute. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. That is Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. That is going to be our theme this week for this Easter week. Uh, we also talked about uh, what was going on in the uh, news, kind of, and really just kind of what's been going on with our country for the past uh, generation or so. It was, it was a pretty uh, broad look at the, the news of the day uh, this week. Uh, or today, excuse me. But if you'd like to join the discussion or you have any questions about any of what we talked about so far, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, we were just looking at John 14, and, uh, you know, I think about the fact that we were just talking about on the break about Jesus. What kind of what kind of dude was he? he yeah, was, he was pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, obviously we we say he's God. He is God. He mm-hmm. he, he just came right out and said it. Mm-hmm. But just take his human attributes. You know, you you think does your wife ever want you to be more compassionate mm-hmm. and maybe kinder, maybe gentler? I'm I'm just I'm not making a, a, an assumption. <laughs> I just know my wife. My wife loves it when I'm kind mm-hmm. and when I'm tender, gentle and yeah. compassionate and tender, all those things. Yet on the other side, Jesus was bold. Mm-hmm. He was courageous. He was brave. Mm-hmm. You know, he was human. Yeah. Let, let's just remind the listeners, Jesus was human. He mm-hmm. was he was all God and all man. Yeah. And so, you know, it's easy to think, well, he was God. He could just, yeah, yeah, you yeah. no, he gave up that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that he could be familiar with how we're living. Yeah, and you know, when you think about that, uh, I was listening to John MacArthur, um, uh, a uh, the message that I told you about that Doug had sent me, and that's really such a scandalous thing. You know, uh, that he humbled himself and emptied himself, uh, just that he took the form of a man. Is that God, the perfect God, took the form of a man for my wretchedness? Is almost like. 
no, don't don't do that. What are you what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. so incomprehensible because I think when we have a proper focus of our our fallenness, like that is it's outrageous that he did what he did. You know, and his perfection, our fallenness and his perfection is just like man. And then you see how he lived his life, and not how we talk about you know <laughs> how he lived his life, but how he really did. What what the Bible says about him. And yeah. it's like, there was a, a rap song one time. It was like, Jesus was a man's man. Uh, that's why men followed him. And, and it's like, or he, he wasn't a, a, a sissy picking lilies with his friends. You that's know? right. And, and yet we want to paint him that way. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people want to paint Jesus that way. Did you ever play the, the game Uncle when you were a kid? Like uh, make some, yeah, 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 yeah. Just torture yeah. somebody. You know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, listen, that's something we did as brothers. <laughs> You know, in, in that scenario, all you had to say was uncle, mm-hmm. and you got let loose. Yeah. Jesus never could call uncle. Yeah. It, he, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't born and didn't know what he came for. Mm-hmm. He came for the cross. He came to redeem mankind. Mm-hmm. And, and there was no backing out of it. Yeah. There was no, oh, he could have backed out. No, he couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... He came to for a purpose. Yeah. We have forgotten in the church that we're on mission. Mm-hmm. And, and it's much easier to invite our friends to church than it is for us to go across the street and engage with them in a spiritual discussion. Do you love them for the joy set before you? Are you willing to go across the street? What's the joy? The joy is that they might come to a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So when I look at John 14 in this text here, and I know y'all are going to spend some more time on it this week. I think David Gray's in this week. Mm-hmm. Got got you know the the best of the best coming <laughs> in, but you know that here here's this. Um, they're troubled. Um, let not your heart be troubled. We're troubled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look at the circumstances of the world we're living in, and it's right. troubling. It is mm-hmm. absolutely troubling. But we've got Christ. There's a whole world out there of people who are lost who don't know Christ. They don't know the way. Mm-hmm. They're seeking for the truth. They want the way. They want the truth. They want the life. And where are they looking? Everywhere but Christ. Mm-hmm. Everywhere but Christ. We have the message. We have the gospel. <clears throat> John 1, four says, In him, that being Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of men. <clears throat> I love, I love uh, uh, John one one where it says, "And the Word was with God, mm-hmm. and the Word was God, mm-hmm. and He was in the beginning with God, and all things that were made were made through Him." Mm-hmm. And then John one fourteen says, "The Word became flesh, and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth." Three verses later, John one seventeen. For the law was given through Moses; grace and truth came through Jesus mm. Christ. How about John ten nine? I am the gate. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. Uh, John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life." Whoever believes in me will live even though he dies. This idea that Jesus, if your heart is troubled and you don't know where to go, he is the way. There there are no other ways. And I know that's a that's a radical stance, even though 
30 years ago, that wasn't a radical stance. I mean, yeah. or 50 years ago or 100 years ago. It's a radical stance today to say it's exclusive. Mm-hmm. You want hope? You want a promised future? You want peace? You want all those things? Listen, we all do, right? Yeah. There's one way. There aren't multiple ways. This isn't, you know, <clears throat> the most convenient. This isn't the easiest. He is the way. Mm-hmm. He is the truth, and he is the life. And if you doubt that, ask why you doubt it. You know, I, I, I've, I've said this before. I may have said it to you. I don't know what the lottery is. I don't play the lottery. But if the lottery was $10 million, and I walked into the studio and said, <laughs> I got the winning ticket. And you're like, no, you don't, <laughs> which you would. <laughs> I'd say, no, man, I got it. Here's the number right here. But you can't see it. And I go, you know what? I just don't believe in the lottery. I just don't believe in gambling. And I just wad the thing up and I throw it in that trash can right there. I bet when I left, <laughs> you'd go dig that trash. That t- why, why would you do that? Because it's worth $10 million. Well, you don't know if it is. But true, but you want to know. You but you're like, out. hey, I want to I just rule yeah, this out. Uh-huh. Let me invite our listeners. If you're troubled, look to jesus go to his word get into church ask somebody and sit down with somebody and investigate the truths that are found in the scripture and understand why jesus could say to thomas who was doubting you know thomas Mm -hmm. is like we don't know where you're going he goes don't worry about where you're going i am where you're going Mm -hmm. i am the way Mm -hmm. the truth yes so oftentimes you know, it's like, I know where I'm going. I'm going to Jack's Beach. Okay, I know there's a lot of ways to get there. But if there's there's really only one way to me. Mm. It's the most convenient and easiest way. Right. Okay, that's what Thomas is dealing with. Thomas is, is wondering, you know, hey, I hear about all these things you're saying. You've got rooms stored up. You get you, There's mm-hmm. this future we're headed toward. How do we get there? And Jesus says, the way. I am the way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that's something that um, that we got to remember and that we have to get the word out there because, you know, we've Jesus is victorious. We God is victorious in the end, um, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be immense suffering for those who do not believe. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we see, you know, you talked about the U.S. being a ship, you know, the world's a ship and the ship is sinking, Right. And that means the U.S. is thinking and a lot of times we sit in church and, oh, you know, God's going to going to win in the end. And, and that we sit on our hands because of that. But, yeah, we're going to win in the end. God's going to win in the end. But there's going to be a lot of people who, if they don't bow the knee, who are going to suffer. And we need to be out there warning them. You know what I mean? And yeah. especially now with how crazy things are and how easy it is going to be to stay on the ship to follow the the broad path um we we've got to be now more than ever more vocal um because the 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 way is narrow and it's gonna be getting narrower people are gonna try to put a gate up so that you don't see the way and that you only follow where they want you to go well just to repeat kind of what we talked about even when you think about uh, football and you you think about preparation for Mm -hmm. the next game as you're watching the film you're looking at you're looking at your opponent how does the opponent move in that mm-hmm. scenario? All these different scenarios. 
that we we tend to hear news, and I'm guilty of this. You're probably guilty of it as well. You know, you you turn on whatever news source you you get your your news from, and and you can sink really quick mm-hmm. and get very down. I get that. It it is discouraging. Mm-hmm. But where do you go when you hear that? You know. A lot of people just go deeper and deeper and deeper. They go from one article to the next article mm-hmm. to the next article. And in, in basically an hour, they've taken an hour of time to go sink deeper and deeper and deeper into all the you know different theories, yeah. some conspiracy, some not. I get it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we in the church have got to be nourished in God's word. And I can tell you it's going to require a discipline. When you are tempted to go down that hole, lift your chin up, get the word out, get it in your hands and start looking at it. Mm-hmm. What is it saying to me? You know, and I yeah. mean, I think I've said this a lot I, as I open that. I didn't get this early on when I became a believer. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate that my brother-in-law who led me to Christ and disciple me said, don't be a spoon fed Christian, mm-hmm. get into the word. And now when I look at the word, two things I'm looking for. Who is God? Who is God? How, how's God revealed in this text? Mm-hmm. And then what does it say about me? Mm. Well, what it says about me is I can tend to be troubled. Yeah. And what God is saying about him is he's saying, hey, look to me. Yeah. Don't look to the media. Don't look to Facebook. Don't look to social media. Look at me. Right. Come to me because I am the way. I am the truth. And you'll find life there. Right. Yeah. And don't look for the new flashy things. Right? Exactly. You know, when I was a kid. I would. Uh, I didn't like the old worship songs. You know, I like the new sounding stuff. Now, all I listen to is the old traditional yep. stuff. You know, the old stuff. The truth is timeless, like we've said before. Yep. So, yep. that is all the time we've got for today. Great hanging with you, buddy. Yeah, it's been awesome. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual